<laughs> You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. This movie review also comes for subscribers at Time Lord level or above an uncut, unedited, longer video version of the review. Become a subscriber and check it out. does one even begin to talk about something like totally under control and any sort of way to insert jokes into it or levity on one hand we're all just living through it i mean this is about as current as a documentary can get it was filmed up until from what i hear like two days before (laughs) it dropped drastically trying to get this thing together on time and we're very insistent that it was going to come out before the elections not because it's like a a Michael Moore-ish piece. This is very much a, well, here's just the facts of what happened from the mouths of people who were involved. And it sets itself up to, with just the facts, to uh, be pretty damning towards that administration. You guys know all this already. You know what? Just go home, watch the movie, uh, look outside the door, turn on the news. I think we pretty much reviewed it, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, that's good. <laughs> good job, all everybody. Right, goodbye. <laughs> no, no, no. Nathan is with me. Hey, guys. Can we try and keep this podcast not political? (laughs) (laughs) The answer to that question will always be no. (laughs) We've got Bob Garza. Hello, y'all. And Rose. Hello. Totally Under Control is the latest film from director Alec, I should say documentarian, because that's pretty much all he does, Alex Gibney, who has done quite a few of the truly great documentaries of the last 10 years or so, including Enron, The Smartest Guys in the Room, Going Clear, Scientology, and The Prison of Belief, and many, many, many others. I mean, he does a lot of TV documentary stuff, too, like How to Fix a Drug Scandal or The Family. When I see he's involved in something, it's definitely a... Okay, I'll check that out. Gibney's one of the greats. He's right up there, like, neck and neck for me with Errol Morris. Like, oh, you're one of the great modern-day documentarians. Now, Gibney is more like, here's a really easy-to-understand collection of stuff that that is well-edited, chooses good music, but doesn't try to be overly stylish. Most of the time, depends on the piece, but this one for sure. Whereas Morris is a thousand percent added style onto it. But I think with a film like Totally Under Control, dealing with COVID-19 right from sort of the beginning of us realizing it was even a thing, there's no real way. What are you going to do? Add cartoon characters? Like dramatizations with actors? Schoolhouse rock style. <laughs> I'm just a vibe. And it's funny that even though this is really just going back to January of this year, when first was acknowledged by people involved in the medical community uh this is a thing and then going up till what like maybe two weeks ago in terms of video footage that there's so much i just forgot because the news on this this year has just been so constant every day you almost dread looking at your news alerts going like what is it this time Mm -hmm. anything that starts with president trump 
There was an alert the other day that said NASA has a new announcement about the moon. I'm like, oh God, what now? Dawn of the final day, 24 hours remain. The FBI broke into TV the other night and I thought for sure they were postponing the election. You just never know what's going to happen this year. It's totally insanely unpredictable. And maybe part of that is that we've got the most insane president since a porn star joined Italian parliament. And... <laughs> B, the first major pandemic in the United States that completely changed the way that we all yeah. have to live our lives since 1918, which, of course, conveniently, most people don't remember or even acknowledge was a thing, despite all the very clear parallels to what is happening right now. This documentary, in fact, does go into that to some extent. Apparently, after like the 1918 pandemic, everybody just sort of stopped talking about it after it ended. Which I don't think is going to happen with this one. <laughs> That's a severely American move. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is why I don't think Totally Under Control is going to really change anyone's mind, mm. per se. But it is important to have a very accurate document, mm. step by step, of what happened. If for no other reason, then here's a very simple thing to go back to in the future to say, oh, let's not make those mistakes again. Garza, you said it well off mic where you said that this is the documentary that whoever needs to see it just simply won't watch it that's probably true unfortunately but that's been true for any given fact that's come out about this administration all he has to do is say yeah no i didn't you did and the hordes of his believers will go see it's a fact now donald trump said it Believe and me. we go through this in this documentary and it gets more and more frustrating and it doesn't even spend most of its time focusing on that aspect of it a lot of that's i mean if you went through every time that happened with donald trump it would be a five-hour documentary as it is it's right around two hours long and it spends a lot of time really getting into the scientific details of what went wrong not yeah. all of which were in fact donald trump's fault a lot of it were just people not really being sure what to do with an administration that wasn't making any decisive moves at all for the first several months of it and people being afraid of the administration because he kept firing people anybody would say anything that he didn't want to hear he would just fire them and push them out the door how are you supposed to know what to do there's a very touching scene towards the end of this where one of the medical heads is about to just break down on camera when they start getting to the point where he decided to go public with what he knew and knew it would cost him his job. And it is really moving. When a film starts by telling you that sci-fi couldn't imagine how dire our situation is, that it's going to be a long documentary. Not all documentaries <laughs> have a glimmer of hope. This one doesn't, but it really feels like the scenario of two steps forward, one step back in the context of a global pandemic, the U S being the solitary step back. It's one thing the documentary does, I think, pretty good with the ebb and flow is it starts with this global look and then we get to the U.S. response. And then every time you see how it's not moving in the right direction, we cut to another country doing what it is that they need to do. The people in Korea talk about, too, the stuff that they used and employed, they learned from our schools and our studies so that mm -hmm. we just let happen what happened is mind boggling still. There's a lot of tie-in to South Korea in this documentary because they basically, and I think it was even the same like day, announced they had their first case as America and were both sort of going through this at the same time. And they have had incredibly small amount of deaths by comparison to even accounting for population to America, even with not having a complete shutdown of things. You're like, well, what happened differently? 
it's odd that as they're discussing that, there's a bunch of footage of South Korea where there's people walking around and a lot of them have no masks on. So I'm like, yeah, what did happen differently? Because it looks like they have the same problem with idiots that we do. But yeah, them looking at America like you're the ones we looked up to to do things right. Now you can't even get fucking masks right that you invented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think religion to play a role in the doc, but when you see that the super spreader in event in South Korea was a fucking Christian doomsday church. It's not that surprising, honestly. Yeah. That story never goes away. There was a lot of the super spreader events happening here with mega churches who just yeah. refused to listen. There is a way that Trump speaks throughout this documentary that almost feels parody-like. Structured like jokes in the way that it's like, all right, so here's what you don't do. Here's what you don't do. Here's what you don't do. And then Trump is like, so obviously we're going to do all of that. And it just, uh, it, it's an infuriating documentary that I think people should watch. But if you definitely feel like you've just had enough of hearing about how much this has been fucked up and not, you know, in a clueless way, like, I don't want to hear about it because they've all made great decisions. If you're just like, I just don't want to be depressed for two hours. I, I wouldn't recommend watching this, but it's a great documentary. It's definitely very instructive. The what not to do list and where we went wrong. And this shit ain't even close to over yet. We're actually reaching peak levels again, yeah. which is Yay. crazy. And I wish they had gotten more into the aspect because I've read a lot of news stories about this as well from reputable sources where you're like, look, everything they're doing when they make a decision, like, oh, these companies are now the ones that are going to do this. This has nothing to do with trying to do the right thing for the American people. This has to do with huge exclusive money contracts to companies that Trump or his family or his immediate cohorts hold a lot of stock in. Which is not uncommon for the Republican Party to do at all. Yeah. Hell, it's not uncommon for the Democratic Party yeah. to do at all. But yeah. to do it in a crisis situation like this is this so is incredibly evil. unconscionable. It's evil. Yeah, for lack of a better word. Yeah. He's Sauron at this point. Yeah. Um, Where are the hobbits? Just to sort of timestamp this review, a senator from Wisconsin, my home state, literally told people while he has COVID that it's okay you just get COVID. Who are we to tell you not to get this disease? You just get COVID, and if you're strong enough, you survive, and that's how life should be. It's madness mm. even right now at this point. It, it's crazy because you watch so many documentaries, and you're like, I can't believe this was happening right now. And it's like, we know what was happening. It's just, it's mm. fucking staggering. The yeah. same people going, all life is sacred. Well, those old people aren't strong enough, so it's okay if they yeah, die. Old people yeah, some are people weak. are going to die anyway. It's just the way it is. <laughs> they had uh, pre-existing conditions. And I agree with that. If after that, we take all of the Republican politicians and throw them into a gladiatorial arena and say, guess the strong are going to survive. I don't know we can't you. tell you not to fight each other to the death. Just to sort of talk about how like soon this documentary goes to, towards the end of it, it goes right up to Trump getting a positive COVID diagnosis. Something wild that I picked up on while I was watching it is just how long this year feels like. Because like you said earlier, it does go month by month. And as it's going through these updates of progress of the spread and everything, I was like, okay, surely this is by, you know, July by now. And it's like, and then next month in March, I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, this is... <laughs> They oh, get we're to the still end there. of April, and you're like, that was only six months ago? Exactly. Yeah. March 263rd. <laughs> <laughs> also, that sounds about just right. with how weird time is, would any of you guys be shocked if you woke up the next morning and it said June 2nd on your mm. all no. your calendars, all your alarms? It would take you like two minutes to adjust. 
I live in Texas, so it still feels like June. Well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> definitely. It's 47 today. It's 47 where you are, Russ? Mm-hmm. Oh, see, out here it is not. Yeah. In Austin. It is a Butter. balmy 87, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, we have a cold front, and it's going to be in the upper 70s tomorrow. All right, well, let's go to final thoughts. Uh, Nathan, get us started. This movie is infuriating. It's good. <laughs> it's really fucking infuriating, though. Alex Gibney is incredible. It's well made all around. I'd give it 9 out of 10... God damn it, I can't even think of <laughs> what to say because I don't even want to make a joke about this. I'll give it 9 out of 10. Fuck this whole rating convention. It, it's a good documentary. If you don't want to be depressed for two hours, I highly recommend not watching it, though. And Nathan Flynn, always trying to buck the system here at One of Us. Uh, but his day will come. Defund One of Us. Bob? Alex Gibney has said that he doesn't think of this as a documentary on COVID-19. He thinks of it as a crime story. And the big thing I got from the film that isn't overtly pushed, that is obviously there, is the thread that I held on to, is that it's about money. It's about people in January saying, we need a task force, we don't have the budget for that. It's about the president not wanting to freak out the stock market and see it crash, so we don't warn the American people. It's about masks not being available, and instead of the U.S. government jumping to the charge, we're going to let the market take care of it. It's about a little-known operation that people may be interested to hear about, where we used unpaid interns with personal laptops to get the PPE for all of our states while FEMA tried to outbid them. And all of that is because the White House decided that money wasn't a weapon that it was willing to use. You know, we were willing to do things in other countries. We were willing to do a lot of other things. But this documentary, I think, while it's probably assuredly for now going to be lost in this mire of 2020, I think that it reminds me of the scene in the movie when the the older character is about to die, but they have to point their finger and tell you, I told you so one more time right before they go. I think the documentary does that, but in a documentary full of professionals admitting institutional failures and politicians shunning reality, this is the meta record that we need. I'm going to give it five out of five stages of grief. Rose, what about you? It's haunting, it's infuriating, but ultimately I think it's necessary viewing no matter what you know pl- your political stripe is. Everybody needs to watch this because it is one of the most thorough and kind of just objective documentaries I've seen in a while. It presents all these negative facts, but not because it's trying to sway anybody. It's just they're negative because they're bad things that happen and continue to happen. It's fantastic, and I would give it nine months out of ten that seem to go on forever. (laughs) (laughs) This does a great job in staying away from speculation and things that are all but proven but not and there's a lot of that that could be added easily to the story especially when it comes gilead's to not gonna ha- get its lasting moniker from handmaid's tale i think what will happen with gilead and the courts over the next several years is gonna be yeah there's a, a lot of like not talking about what happens next in the legal sense of those things is a lot of not like, well, these things are still in the air, but we don't know what to do with them. They skip most of that and stay on. This is what we know mm-hmm. happened that we can absolutely prove happened. And that's damning enough. We're all living it through this. We should know what's actually happening. 
and what's actually going wrong so we can be prepared to deal with the fallout of it all yeah. once the administration changes. I swear to fucking God, if somebody presses the pardon button, I'm going to just, I'm going to go march on DC myself, regardless who's sitting in that chair. Get the guillotine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give this nine out of 10 heroes among us who learned how to make masks with like Batman and stuff on them. Although I have boring masks. My wife got us some from her mom who's stitch them up that are just like polka dots. Aww. And we're like, that's fine. I'm not going to spend 25 bucks on a mask. I made a plaid one. This is my 90s grunge throwback mask. Because nice. I'll tell you, after all this is over, I'm not going to be wearing a mask for fashion. I think it's in. When I was in Tokyo, though, people do. I mean, this mm -hmm. was years ago. Yeah. And everywhere people are walking around with masks. Yeah, it's polite. Yeah, there are whole stores that sell masks there with like anime characters and stuff because it's like a fashion thing. And it's also they're just so goddamn polite. They're like, yeah. I think I might have a cold, so I better wear a mask today. Whereas Americans are like, well, I'm probably dying and anyone who gets close to me might die, but I'm not wearing a mask. My freedoms.